welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast, start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, mommy shark, do 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 do. Damn it! I can't <laughs> even get the lyrics. We need math back. You shouldn't have looked at me. <laughs> I'm Jason, and this is Story Route Zero, and we are half full tonight. It's me and the transplant asshole, Michaela. So, <laughs> this is Story Route Zero Game Club number six. We are, for the viewers, we are doing Cross Code by Radical Fish Games, which is a great developer name. Like, mm-hmm. Radical Fish Games. I have no idea where they came up with it. I believe they're German, yeah? German based? Well, their publisher is Deck 13 which their description is two angry German brothers. So kind of goes with that. Mm -hmm. This is actually their only game. Yeah, and they've been working on it for like eight years. Yes, but before we get into CrossCode, how was your weekend? My weekend was full of football. Football is back. Um, it is, but it's weird. Like it is weird. I get the alerts on my phone, but it's still. Is this real? Yeah. Like, also, as a New England person, it's weird because most of my life, Patriots was synonymous with Brady, and now it is very not. This is the beginning of the non-Brady era. I was. I he's been with the Pats since I was like six. So. Um, Long time, but I didn't, I, I watched some of the Pats, but I mostly, I watched Clemson. I watched college start off this Saturday with my family. Um, I got a haircut for the first time in a year. My hair actually fits in the frame today. It does. <laughs> it does. It's a half a foot shorter. Um, and I played some games and I worked out. We had some nice weather, but yeah, mostly it was football. How about you? How was your weekend? Football was there. Like I said, it was weird. Um, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so. But yeah, like for you, for Brady, like I'm a Giants fan, so I grew up. It was Phil Simms. Giants won the Super Bowl, but like I was too young to really latch on necessarily. Like I got to watch Sims and LT, but I don't remember it as much. Like Mm -hmm. you've watched football your formative years with Brady. Like that's been like the, like for me, it's Eli, Mm -hmm. which obviously 
counter Sierra Brady. I didn't play on that, but but like it's it's weird to think, even for me, Patriots without. Oh, it's weird because he's playing. I think that's yes. the. I don't. That I think is, if he retired, like like obviously in my shoes, Eli's Eli retired. So it's like the Yankees which without. Is what Brady Jesus. should have done, but I feel like he's got something to prove to the world yeah. or whatever. It's like the, the I'm a Yankee fan, so like Jeter retiring. Okay, it's done. It's not like it'd be weird going to a different team. You know, like he's still playing, but he's not. No, and they didn't. Of course, the Bucks didn't win their first game, and it didn't go well. And I believe he threw a pick six. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. My fantasy watched, team did good. Oh, that's good. Also, watching Cam Newton in a Pats uniform was. I don't like Cam Newton at all. I, I, it's not even the Patriots thing. I just not a fan. I think he's just. I don't like the things he said. He's an ass. I like where he comes from in a football background. Uh, he he came out of Auburn, which is a good program. Yeah. Respect there. But uh, yeah, I just don't like some of the things he said. I remember him in in college. Like I'm, I think I'm a bigger college fan. I mean, but I'm a bigger Giants fan than. A Notre Dame fan, but as a whole, I enjoy. I think college football because they're kids and they it's yes, they want to play for the contract, but like yeah. I think there's more on the line for all of them. Like yep. they even Especially if they're losing, like this. yeah, even if they're losing because they're still going for that pro deal. Like pro football players, if they're losing, it's like okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. So also, I got to check, but I believe Clemson plays Notre Dame on November seventh, uh, November seventh. I believe you're right. I know there's a matchup. Yep. Notre Dame had to play Duke, which was weird. They Duke actually, I think Duke is where the Clemson backup quarterback transferred and is now playing. Yeah, Notre Dame won 27-13, I believe. Yeah, Clemson won a lot to nothing. <laughs> They're going to blow everybody out. They played Wake Forest. so. Yeah, my, my fantasy team won, or I'm 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 99% chance to win. I don't Yahoo. It's like nobody's playing tonight for either mm-hmm. team. I won. I can't lose points at this point, but mm-hmm. that's good because I don't know about Daniel Jones leading the Giants anywhere. Oh, football. Yeah, still weird, but I don't know if I'll get accustomed to it at all. It's just a strange. I feel like football needs the sounds more than other sports. Yes, although we did get some sound on Thursday night that we didn't need. Um, I don't know if you saw when the Texans and the Chiefs did that moment of silence and the crowd yeah, booed. Bo- yeah. People. Just people. Man, it's, people. Probably, it's probably because football's in a bigger arena than yeah. the other, like – Obviously, hockey and basketball are indoors. You could pump in artificial sound. Football, though, even though you could pump in the sound, it's still outdoors. And baseball has been kind of dying. Baseball, so it's weird. Baseball is my favorite sport. It's just weird, like the short season, the whole. It's just sports are just weird. But we have video games. We do. Who needs? We do have game club. But did you play anything else briefly or get anything like, done? Yeah, I played I play, I play a little Persona. A little, 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 bit. Persona, little more Persona. A little more Persona. But yeah, that was, that was really, it was Persona and mostly finishing um, CrossCode. 
Oh, nice. I'm never playing Persona, ever. I'm going to keep trying. You could keep trying. <laughs> For every time you guys get on me about Remnant, I'm just going to send, like, Persona gifts. That's my new response. I mean, you could send me Persona, and I'll send you Remnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will play Remnant. Here's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I, I would... I would try it. I, I don't. I think it's the setting. That's put me off as well when I, because I'm not into the high school thing. I didn't like my own high school. I'm not gonna play oh, a video game high school. <laughs> Nobody likes high school, and if they did, they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Liars. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I'll tell you what. If I ever clear my backlog out. Never. <laughs> If How I big ever is your clear, backlog? If I ever clear my PlayStation backlog. Is that the biggest one? No. <laughs> or Steam, Steam bigger? Steam yeah. is hands that, But in Steam's defense, there's a lot of Humble Bundles. So, like, I bought one game and it's like, here's 15 other codes. <laughs> Plus, yeah. there's always free games on PC, like GOG offers or, like, Origin or anything. They're like, free game. Log in this weekend. Free game. PlayStation's not, like... 400? <laughs> okay, you just made me feel a lot better about my backlog. <laughs> I can make you feel even better. That's 400, and I went through and removed all the PS Plus games. I don't count PS Plus games in my backlog well, either. But. Well, I removed them from the... So when you look at the library, mm -hmm. it says PS the games in PS Plus aren't in the purchased yeah. section. Yeah, there's, yeah. To be fair, there's probably 50 games in there that are beaten but not platinumed, and I have to leave them in there. I don't, because I delete different. games. I hide games as I go through to, in the hopes that it'll dwindle down to, I think my goal is sub 100. And how, what, do you have a turnaround time on that? <laughs> no, absolutely not. By 2025? No. I'm going to be better with PS5. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to be better. Famous last word. Today I went through and I deleted my wish list on Steam, Switch, and PS4. So. There'll be a new wish list after Wednesday, but we'll get to that. Well, yeah, but I can't. I won't physically be able to add any, probably, because it won't be on the store. Yet. Anyway. <laughs> um, I pretty much, well, I, fi I had finished CrossCode, um, but I started, I didn't buy it, but I started Kingdom of Zamalar. Um, kind of wish I played it on PS3. It's, I'm about nine hours in. It's a lot of fun. It's, Are you playing on PS4? Yeah. Uh, it's nothing amazing graphics wise. I think people a lot of giving them shit, but it wasn't like a. It's not like it's a not full, a remake. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lift. It's a port, I think, yeah. essentially with a like an upright. It's I think it's akin to like the Super Mario sixty four coming out on Switch. It's yeah. well, fundamentally the same game. It's just running on 
The danger, though, is that they called it re-reckoning, which almost yeah. implies something else, you know? I'm just curious how bad the load times were on PS3, because some of them were pretty bad on, and you're constantly loading, and some of them are like, okay, going to go make coffee. Not get coffee, make a pot. <laughs> it's still loading. What the? No, but I think the combat's a lot of fun. It's because it's it's a lot faster than like Skyrim and Dragon's Dogma. It's super fast paced. Like I'm playing like a rogue, so I'm pretty much all over the battlefield. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I said crosscode that. Uh, here and there, Tony Hawk. That platinum is going to be a nightmare. What um, do you have left? You have to get to level 100. I'm 40, and I'm done with the both games. So there's a lot of challenges to do, like get every gap in one run or hit mm -hmm. this gap doing this trick while doing this. or um, All skills. Yeah, there's like you have to speed run every level, which is basically get all the goals in one shot, like in one two minute session. Mm -hmm. I don't think you have to do every challenge to get to 100, but um, yeah, I'm like not even halfway and I'm done with the core of the game. So Easy. I could push, I could push the completions aside and it's like, okay, I'm done. I beat the game. I had, it says 100% on both screens for one and two. Just not in the trophy section under the game tile. No. I should just play under another account, and then that way, when I look at my trophy list, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. fine. Got it. <laughs> Do, are they – it's all one platinum, though, for one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when you, you hit skate, you hit tours, and it says – then you choose um, – one, two, or free skate, like um, with multiplayer speed runs and stuff like that. So yeah, it's all one. I thought it was going to be two, but um, yeah, because a lot of these like Spyro crash, they separate them out, even if it's all one package. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. So Crosscode. It started development in 2012. It went on Indiegogo for a bit, and then it was in early access for three years. It came out on PC in September of 2018, and it finally came out on consoles in July of this year. Quite the development. Um, yeah. I don't know if the team was smaller. I don't know how big their team is. I'm a Assuming it's pretty small. This is their only project. They're a young yeah. studio. So. Well, they are working on additional content for this. Do you know what it is? Um, skipping ahead, if you get the good ending, it would take you there. So if you get the bad ending, you don't get to do it? I mean, you can just save scum that. <laughs> True. Well... Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, you know when you're going to get to that point, but um, they might change that, though. That seems like a weird, like, only if you get this one ending, you get to play the DLC. <laughs> seems yeah. like a weird. It is weird, but I mean, with the bad ending, it's understandable that you wouldn't be able to progress. 
True. I mean, it makes sense. Like, <laughs> so skipping ahead. No, reason. <laughs> no we, we can't skip ahead because we have to explain the game. Because yes, the, what are we the talking game about? Story is not. I don't think it's difficult by any means, but it does. No. It's basically Inception, and not like just a oh, it's a game within a game. Like, so. so you play as you you're playing a game which is playing an mmo so do you have any experience with mmos uh does runescape from circa 2006 count? yes <laughs> yes and no i mean i think there's a lot of mechanics in game that you see in standard mmos today like party invites stuff like that but yeah i mean you do Yes. Those were around back in the days of dial-up. They existed. <laughs> so when you start the game, you don't know it's a MMO. About half hour in after the tutorial, you realize you are a character who is a fish out of water, not to do a pun on their name, but and you're supposed to be in this MMO called Crossworlds. So it's, you're, you're essentially, you play as Leah and you're an avatar of this, whoever Leah, her real character is. And you ever notice, without spoiling at this point, everyone, you knew everyone's real name and then their game name, but Leah was just Leah. Yeah. I mean, obviously for good reason, but well, nobody yeah. like... She's also set up at the very beginning. She's got amnesia. She can't talk. It's and they they handle it very humorously. Humor like the the only word she can say is hi within the yeah. first like hour of the game. So because of that like light nature, you don't overthink it too much. Yeah, and it's not her talk. Her not talking is not like a oh I wonder why she can't. Like apparently it's a known issue that some. Some of these avatars. But it's supposed have, to be resolved by now. Like people are surprised. Like that's still an issue. Right. Yeah. So you. I, it's probably about an hour, maybe. Once you get through, you get back into this MMO. Where you get to, you meet your, I guess your, your partner in crime, your best friend, Emily, immediately. And you're, you're basically grouped up and. If you played an MMO, you literally have party, you have a party invite, like you join the party. Mm -hmm. So it's, so it's got that you're in the MMO playing the character in the game. So it's, it's Very meta. a little, yeah, it's super meta. Like they're really going like for everything here. Um, and it's strange because you interact with real people real people like um Carla and the captain who at first I was the captain that's not his that's his like game name but he's not they're not on the island though they're not in the playground they're like well, employees right so yeah so I was thinking did he play the game at one point and that just shows up at one point and saves your ass. Right, but I'm saying like, is that, that's why he goes by Captain Jet? 
Yeah, well, he also wears a jetpack, so that's not normal. <laughs> I don't know about you, but... So, that would make sense if he's, like, I don't know, affected by the game, or it sticks with him. It's part of his persona now. Yeah, so, this... Even playing through... So, I played through it one and a quarter times. So, I played on PC, actually, because... Um, I had this weird bug on the Switch where, because uh, I constantly put games in rest mode, when I'd come back, I'd have this audio screeching every time. It would go away, but there were enough times where I woke Amelia up by turning the thing on. It was like, like oh, oh, wow. I never had is... that. So I don't know if I paused at the wrong time, because you could almost pause any time. So I don't yeah. know if it's because I paused during something that was happening or I didn't pause rather I just hit the power button yeah so I ended up playing on PC um which they tell you you need a controller for good reason because yes. trying to aim um so I played on PC when you start though they're trying to teach you about the game but you're not in the game yet did that seem weird to you like looking back on that like I understand when you get in the game, they teach you these mechanics of the MMO. Mm-hmm. But like, before you get into the into cross worlds, Carla's Absolutely. teaching you about attacks and what. It's like, how would you be able to do it if you're not, unless because you're the actual an avatar outside. Yeah, it's because she's made of instant matter or whatever. Right. Remember, they were fascinated by that later in the game. They like throw buckets of water on her. To see how she would do because she's and then that little kid was picking her up and throwing her um <laughs> uh so yeah i guess she can do it regardless of where she is like she doesn't have to be like in a server to be doing that because she's made it this special material right yeah so anyway you're in the mmo and apparently you can't there's no like i guess just the story handles it i guess if they give you a free room you don't play forever in a sense. Like at some point with Emily, she goes, okay, I got to log off now. It's been a long time. And doing this, obviously the game, the developers use as like, this is a trigger for memories for backstory. And then when you're back in control, Emily's available and they're like, oh, go invite her. Like you have to go to your friends list, invite mm-hmm. her. And I thought it was, like you said, it's super meta. Like you're playing this MMO. And you go on quest, like any MMO. And as you go, like, your real world friends are trying to piece together why you you have no memory. What's going on? But, or are they? Or did they actually know? That's the question. Yeah. Um, Because I, I I don't know about you, but from the beginning of the game, I didn't really trust that Sergey guy that was always talking to you. Yeah, it seemed it seemed weird in the beginning that he knew so much about her being an avatar and how to fix her. Yep. Like not just he's fascinated and configured like, oh, let me see if I like he seemed to know exactly what to do. He just needed time to do it. And our suspicion was correct as fast forward. 
So I don't even know how to explain. Do we want to explain who Leah is now or? Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to do it. So Leah is a Evotar. Yes. Which is the the I guess the imprint of the real person and not the avatar they play as. Yeah, she is like an AI copy of a woman named Shizuka. Shizuka, yes. Yes. So she is basically an extremely advanced AI copy in the body of a MMO avatar that's called an Evotar. So she's not uh, somebody playing in an MMO. She's not a real person. She's, but she is uh, not quite life form, question mark. Right, which somewhat shocking to us, but I think the game did it. Leah has no idea. And then finds out that she's actually not even real. Because mm-hmm. from Leah's perspective, she thinks she's real, but she's just in this game. Yeah, because Sergey tells her she's in a coma. And that's why when he logs her out, she doesn't wake up and have a real life. So he tells her she's in a coma to explain that away and that um, her memories are coming back when she's sleeping. Um, but they're not her memories, they're Shizuka's memories, sort of, for the most part. Um, and the whole sequence when that gets dropped on her takes place in that vermilion something place. And yes. I thought that sequence, that whole chapter seven was brilliantly handled, very well done. Um, and a lot of it, um, Lee's reaction to it, uh, you gotta give it to Radical Fish. Their sprite work on the avatars and the, the, the emotions that they managed to get across in those imitating SNES pixel art forms are really, really good. She has a wide range of expression. So even without voice acting, you get, you get who, who she is. Right, like a lot of times like, so as we said, she can say hi from the, like apparently they explain it that sometimes avatars have issues with um, speaking when they're new to the game or something. Don't really know if that's a true thing or they just kind of told her that. But she only could, he, Sergey programs her to say hi at first. And she, she doesn't abuse it. She's not like saying like, are you hurt? Hi. It's like she knows to use it as hi. But you could tell when someone says, oh, you can't do that. And like she literally like drops her head and like you could tell she's like, like, like she's upset like and then eventually she gets by she gets leah she gets who what where when why wait um wait um so she's suzuka and turns out that leah is the reason we have this whole issue um so this is when I said Inception and I said it wasn't like it's, it's a game within a game. You've seen this Inception, right? Yes. Remember how, and I can't think of his name, but he hired the team to go in to implant the memory. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of what they did with, so there's a character named uh, Benedict Sidwell, who basically is invested in the Evotar program. And 
it's something like he wants to take their information, like people, so it's like kind of like you're going stealing. in the game and stealing people's information without them. Like it's kind of, it's pretty shady. Like they'll play an MMO and not realize and he it's steals It's beyond their... stealing personal information because it's like AI copies of a person. It's everything about them inside right. and out. Um, so it's incredibly shady. And we should also mention the person making these AI Evo Tar things is Shizuka's brother, Satoshi, who works with Sergei and a couple other characters you meet um, at the Instatainment group that makes this MMO Crossworlds. Right. So it's, I'm going to butcher this, Gotham, Ra yeah. Ranganathan, Satoshi, Sergei, and Suzuka. Yes. I believe Satoshi committed suicide before. I don't know. Did he commit suicide? I know he's dead. Gotham, uh, if that's how you say his name, commits suicide, like, in the game, you see that. Right. I think, uh, yeah, Satoshi's dead before, before the game, in a sense, but it kind of set off this, um, and they... Yeah. I wasn't Suzuki's... expecting him to be dead, personally. I was thinking he was out there somewhere. Right. And then Gotham, he's just... He's not dead, but he turns into a, you do fight him. And then he kills himself, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the end, he kind of like, he kind of gives up and kills himself. It gets very dark. <laughs> yeah, it gets really dark. And then it's about, there's other like issues. Um, the story... It, we're making it sound convoluted. It's really not. As you go through, it's it's done in a way. It's it's clearly yeah. explained and like like the shock over discovering Leah's not real, and then seeing Leah's Leah finding out that she's not real, and it's just like it. And it's done well. Like, but I was just saying, it's like an MMO. You pick up quests. Like people are like, oh, I can't go into town. Can you get me this armor? Can you find? Like there's one scientist um, who wants you to like, which is like chop plants and get the data from them. Like, yes. It's just it's it's typical MMO fetch quest. Yep. There's just the, the like, promise is a promise. The guy collecting the broken pieces of gear. Very and then, much there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's you have a nemesis, and it's not just the end boss. You have He's Apollo. He's such a douche. <laughs> Seriously. Did you beat him all three times? Yes. Also, I though, made sure to. Dueling five out of you have to win five out of nine. Really? Yeah, but also it's PvP. It's another very, very MMO. It's like oh, yeah. everybody stand back. We're activating PvP mode. These two people are gonna fight. Everybody get out the way. Yeah, but best of nine. Like <laughs> Yeah, and he gets increasingly annoying the closer you get to beating him. Of course. The first go round, I think I beat him five to one yeah the, the first, first one like, wasn't time. bad because he basically thinks you're a cheater yes that's what he accused you and he comes after he focuses on you because of your class again mmo because you're a class that most people don't pick anymore with the spheromancer kind of a cool so class he, though yeah i'm not gonna lie. i mean i think i'd pick that like yeah i mean you've got your tanks in there and then emily's a penta Fist, which kind of I just always think of her as like Yang from Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> Schneider is um I kept thinking some sort of uh, Reinhardt. 
Yeah. I kept thinking Reinhardt from Overwatch. The way the helmet was. Yeah. Citron's some sort of like range mage. Um, yeah, they had a the whole the yeah, whole set of Yeah. <laughs> it was um, it was yeah, I mean they really it's not like just you're playing an MMO like you you were playing like I think there was a good separation between the not just oh I'm playing a game playing a game like when you were playing cross worlds I didn't feel like I'm just playing this game to further along what's going on because they didn't they didn't focus like a lot of the stuff going on in the real world quote unquote was in the background so yeah. it wasn't like for this the first whole, like seven cha- six chapters yeah it didn't feel like some mini game like oh I just want to get through the MMO part to get to the real yeah. world stuff like so it I thought that was building. Right. And you can, I mean, what level did you finish at? I, I was 50, yeah, I think I was, was 58 or something. Yeah, definitely. You can get I, to nine, you can get to 99 apparently. That's I mean, a lot I definitely didn't grinding. Do, yeah, I didn't do all of the quests, um, mostly because I was just trying to finish. Um, but I mean, if you, and I got most of my uh, XP from when you were able to fight enemies that were a higher level than you they drop a ton of like you and you go um especially in the late game chapter seven i think i leveled up like five times in less than an hour like it went fast Um, yeah and they they have like a whole the combo system where if you chain kills and you get better rank goes up and you get better drops which was it was cool at first but there were times where i just wanted to finish because you can't heal unless you take like a sandwich i would hit the skip button sometimes because I'd chain it and like keep climbing. I'm like, do I keep going or do I just take a break? Yeah, there was definitely, especially early game when I wasn't that good at it. I didn't have great gear. So around when you hit the snow level, Bergen, and there was those evil snowmen. Yeah. Sometimes just to heal, I would end the chain and like run away. Yeah, it was almost like um, is it Chrono Chrono Trigger Chrono Cross? I am Satsuna, where you're healed back to full out of combat. Yeah, a right. lot, a lot of games. Yeah, a lot of games start doing that now, like especially when they have that visual, like you can see the enemies or avoid them. Um, yeah. So that was cool, but um, and there's all the characters are so fleshed out. Like, I mean, you mentioned a couple, but there's Leah, there's Emily, mm-hmm. um, Toby, Citron. Emily was the Emily Emil Emil I'm not going for it. <laughs> Lucas was Schneider, Apollo, um, was it Jern, Joern? It was Apollo's buddy. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's kind of like Germany or something. Then there was a couple NPCs that you saw a lot of. Um, and then there was the blue avatar, who was your real nemesis. Yes. And he's there so, from the beginning. Yes, he, he, he kind of sets it off saying... You don't belong outside cross worlds. Yes. But he, but it also, it added to the mystery because when you start the game, he kind of recognizes Leah. Yeah. But doesn't know why. Well, then, he hones in on her because they're right. like, he's not supposed to be out here on the boat. This is outside of the game. He shouldn't be here. Yeah. And it's like, how can he use, how can he fly? How can he use his powers? Um, so I found out how he can use his powers. I was watching a live stream, an old archive one, and the developers, 
accidentally let slip information. <laughs> Apparently the designer is an ancient. Oh. So Cross Worlds takes place on <laughs> Shadoon, I think that, yeah, Shadoon. And it was home yeah. to the ancients. You know that set me off, right? <laughs> You know that immediately I started being like, you can't, no, you didn't. We are not following. Because <laughs> not only were they the ancients, that you, you have to migrate the path of the ancients. And I'm like, FF7, FF7, FF7. <laughs> so, but um, he recognizes Leah because I guess Shizuka made her avatar or Evatar, kind of, because Shizuka's avatar in-game looks similar. She doesn't have the horns no. that Leah has. The hair is darker, but it's kind of similar. You can see the resemblance, for sure. You can once you really... Well, because when you start well, the game, you play as... Yeah, that's what you, I assume. Well, you start the game as Shizuka, and then yes. there's no real, like, 10 years later or something. Like, you just assume, like... This is like, it. At first, I was like, oh, I'm still that person. Like, you don't realize, then you realize, like, oh no, this is a different person right away. Yeah. yeah. They definitely, like, they, it's like a false assumption that you make, but it's sort of right. <laughs> right. Like, you keep, it, it's, you, you keep getting, the whole, the game keeps you guessing because it's so meta and it, it really is like Inception. There's different, light. like, oh, I figured it out. Let's go a layer deeper. This meta narrative is actually why I bought the game. Um, because I knew that the setting of the game's narrative was a fake MMO uh, before I bought the game. And I saw the cover characters, like the, the blue hair and the black hair. I assumed they were linked. Um, and I was interested in it because actually a book I really liked as a kid, so you keep referencing Inception, a book I really liked as a kid is called Heir Apparent by Vivian Van Veld, who is a YA mm -hmm. author. Um, and Heir Apparent is this girl goes to an arcade for her birthday and plays a VR game and somebody tampers with the machine and she gets stuck in VR in wow. an RPG. And huh. it's very similar. They have similar sorts of humor. So I was attracted to the idea of the story because I, I, it brought back fond memories of this book I had read as a kid. Ah, okay. Yeah, the draw for me, I don't even think I knew the story, the graphical style. I'm Oh, this the pixel the, art the, the Super Nintendo styled oh. art is some of my favorite like But this I mean, is I always talk about Final Fantasy 6, but Chrono Trigger's definitely in the top yeah. 5, maybe probably top 3 RPGs. So it's got that style and I had no idea and I've played World of Warcraft for so long, like I didn't even know there was an MMO component until I played this. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> the artwork in this game, the sprite work in this game is gorgeous, gorgeous. Like I said, the characters are so expressive, which is, it's just, it's an accomplishment what they did with the visual style of this game. And it's, you know what's weird? We mentioned that 2012, it took eight, well, it, it took six years because it was on PC first, but any other game that took that long, people will be like beating the door down, complaining this, why did it take so long? Like, I'm like glad it took them this They're long. They're technically still making it. 
They're still yeah, working they on are. this constantly. They had a lot of updates to do when the when it first hit the switch. I guess there was a bunch of technical issues. Obviously, I didn't play it right away. Um, but yeah, they're constantly working on this thing. Yeah, and they did. They this game was in early access, and from what I read, like a lot of it just wasn't available for a long time. People were playing like pieces of this game. Yeah, that's I I read something about that. That only parts were there's actually um, NPCs that aren't even in the game. Uh, anymore, they were in different versions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. This has been a labor of love for sure from them. So you, you finally figured out the whole story, kind of. Turns out this crude businessman wants to steal the whole... It's It's an Evitar program where they... They were going to develop, I guess they were working on it. Um, and Leah is actually, was she was the first one? Yes, she's the one where, that's the where the title of the game comes in. The thing that enables Evotar is the cross code is what they call it. That makes it all work. Um, so there's... Um, Basically, you have to, so to get the good ending versus the bad ending, you meet a, so I didn't realize this at first till I wrote down my notes, this NPC called Ivan Vesterov, and I'm Vesterovich, and I'm like, Ivan, investor, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they do have some tongue in cheek in this game, for sure. Yes. For sure. Like, the first time I had, like, an out loud reaction besides the track of the ancients, when you get to Bergen Village and they tell you you have to um, learn the four elements and it's a monk and it looks like he's from Avatar. Yeah. I literally put the console down. I was like, how dare you? To meet Ivan Vesterovich, he gives you a Turing test to determine how human you are. Yes. I failed it. I don't know if I was just wasn't paying attention. No, I failed it too on my first try. So if you fail it, when the game and the end of the game comes, basically Leah has a redemption arc in a sense because she's basically blamed for this. It's like she's the first. It, the, everything got messed up. Satoshi died. It's all her fault. Blah blah blah. Um, you kind of like have this redemption arc. You face the designer. You face the designer a second time. You face the designer. The third time when he said strange he's basically a Mega Man villain at that point he's like the giant elephant that humanoid elephant some of the uh, the enemies in this game like the big snail too with like the infinite HP <laughs> yeah um yeah. Sergey tries to um convince the board to let the Evitars continue um but if you have the bad ending they delete all the data. Yes. So basically, your protagonist dies. Yes. Gone. Dies. I I actually read because I, I didn't really I was gonna play through, but I was like, this is kind of a lengthy game. If you get the good ending, it actually kicks you back to chapter ten. Yep. So you can replay the end of the game or skip it. Like I guess you have the option then to skip it. Yeah, and then you can just do post game content. So if we get the good ending, the Evitars are allowed to 
the program, I guess, goes live in a sense and it continues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they did a phenomenal. I mean, as convoluted as the whole, like I said, it sounds convoluted, but it really wasn't. It was done well. It's easy to follow. It's harder to explain it. Yeah. Anytime you have something that's super meta, it's hard to explain it because it's easier to experience it. Um, Basic points are, you know, there's a character. You think she's playing an MMO. You think she's somebody's avatar. She's not. She finds out she's not real. You have to go up against the big bad corporation. And that's really the end of the day. And you're setting the backdrop of all of this is an MMO, a virtual made up MMO that you're playing within. Um, I think that, that pretty much caps it. But I will say one thing. So I, I was very attracted to the concept of the story, like I told you. That's what brought me to the game. I do think there was a little bit of a weird pacing in here. And this might have just come from the drawn out development because like we were talking about earlier, a lot of the, the heavy hitting stuff does not, like chapter seven through 10 is very different than chapters one through six. Um, so you spend a good 20 hours, I would say, before you start getting into the whole Lee isn't a real person, all that stuff. So you do spend a lot of time playing within that MMO. Um, yeah, it almost leans into the MMO trope where, yeah. as someone who's played multiple MMOs for 20, 30, 40 hours, you're just leveling, grinding. Yes, and they play into almost, that. Story <laughs> almost doesn't matter until yeah. a certain point and it's like because it's level gated too they play into that you have to right. do certain dungeons and get to certain levels to get into later areas it is i did like much, the you mentioned the, the dungeons i loved like i love the were, puzzles in this game they were like and i liked how not that it mattered but like emily would like basically challenge you who could, you can beat her too right and like it was kind of cool having this banter like this it's a fully fleshed out MMO, but like, I think I don't want people to get scared off by MMO because a lot of people hear that and just like, no, you're not actually playing an MMO. Right. And I think it's, it's really just an excellent RPG. Like mechanically it, like it plays like Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, like I am like it plays well, like all the in-game mechanics, like, the, I feel the MMO portion is more for the, the backdrop of the story. It's the setup. And then yeah. there's like the little things like when you, whenever Emily logs out or you log out, you have to invite her back to a party. Like you don't even have to invite her to a party. Yeah, you can do it single. You can play on your own for a bit if you want. There are certain parts of the story where you're, you're thrown into a party. Um, but I think it I- was cool how they incorporated it but didn't make it because it's, it's not a multiplayer game. Yes, so no... we should clarify that because we talked about what the setting is. We talked about what the story is. We talked about where the ga- what the game is about. This is a single player action RPG puzzle platformer. Yes. Fair. The... That takes place in, a, in a, the theoretical world of an MMO. Yeah, the, I didn't mention the platform. I, I liked how the platforming was done. Yes. It's, and it's the hard platforming to do, is part of the puzzles. It's hard to do platforming from a top-down perspective. Without a jump button? <laughs> right. Like, so 
Leah will automatically jump once she hits a ledge. If, if it's and, only one step up. Well, no, she'll jump either way, whether she yeah, lands Yeah, I mean, like, it, going vertically. Like oh, she, right, right. Yeah. She won't just fall to her. But, like, she'll attempt to jump. And the way they did it, like any RPG, there's a certain pattern, like, not shortcut, but route you have to go. If you don't, you fall, you're down, and you got to circle all around. And there was even a part, I forgot, there was a quest where, basically, as they're, like an MMO, as they introduced the jump concept, what to do and it goes well i'll give you a hint it's not in this area you have to go a bit west of this so basically it's telling you you got to leave and circle back around to get to this puzzle mm -hmm. so like the they use the mmo not as a crutch but as a the solution to kind of like that like leaned on the no no you have to leave the area you're gonna have to come back around to figure out the puzzle and then even bringing the meta into that, there were some very early missions where the guy's like, I'm trying to test to make sure there's no bugs in this area. Can you platform this route for me in a certain amount of time? Yeah. Um, and then the puzzles with, um, so as a spiromancer, we mentioned that she basically, what is she, she throws a blitz ball? No, no Final Fantasy. No, no. No, she, so she has, she can throw a charged up shot, which can bounce off walls. And a lot of puzzles, it wouldn't just be bouncing off one wall. Like there'd literally be, you'd have to line up a 90 degree angle. So it went off in the other direction, hit that at the right angle, bounced up again. I mean, once you figure out what the patterns are, which is super easy. Um, Some of the later puzzles get challenging though, like especially when you have to have timing involved, like you have to freeze this block and then melt that and then move this around and then you have to shove something out of the way. There was like there was some timing and figuring things out, especially once you got elements involved in these puzzles. They were satisfyingly challenging as you got into yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's 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 a, it's a new I don't know, it's not a new genre it's a single player MMO. It's a mashup. It is a it, mashup. It really of is. It's it's. You don't I I love RPGs where you don't enter combat screens. Like I'm not saying I don't like it because obviously, I talk Final Fantasy VI to death. I I don't mind. It is that. definitely an older but thing. But and a, a lot of the combat I felt you didn't have to do. Especially yeah. like when you go into the Bergen Trail, like when I first went through, I must have spent an hour and a half. I killed everything. <laughs> like yep. I had, a, I got my S rating like in the first section, like because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna keep going to see what happens, and you yeah. just keep going, and like you can just, and I, I just wasn't. And then at a certain point, I'm like, okay, no, I'm skipping these mobs. I don't, I don't need to Most kill them. Most of them too aren't even aggressive. There's like one enemy type per environment that's even aggressive. Most of them, right. you have to start the fight. I hated those um, in the Bergen Trail. There was the hedgehog, there was the cow slash bull, and then there was that groundhog ferret thing. Groundhog the thing that kept buried, that kept burrowing and then popped out to throw. Oh, those were in, they, those were in the, the autumn's rise area too. The, uh, right. they had headphones on. Yes. Those things are annoying as hell. Which you have a range attack, but like 
I'd take on like five hedgehogs and there'd be one of those and like you couldn't hit it. Like every no. time and it's like, oh. Yeah, those are annoying. I hated those were one of my, I hated those. Um, and I hated uh, the other berry, the ones that burrow, um, the like shark things that you yeah. start encountering in the Maroon Valley and you have to stun them when they're above ground. Um, you do have a party. Like first you just have Emily and it's cool that she'll attack. And it's, it's nice because she's me strictly melee. So a lot of times in the beginning, like you'd like break an enemy and she'd like, you'd see the numbers just fly off. She'd like put a beating on stuff, yeah. which was kind of cool. Yeah. The, the AI, the, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times they would, they would know or be set to do things like break enemies. Cause something we haven't talked about yet in this game, it's all about enemy weaknesses. If you right. capitalize on enemy weaknesses, the combat becomes a lot easier. It, yeah. it, rather than just trying to bust a way through something you want to break things you want to you know, like all the boss fights have like a trick to them and stuff like yeah. that but so do the regular enemy and the ai usually plays into that like they're not just like pounding away smashing x or whatever they're they're doing things like breaking like when that sand shark would come up i'd usually just wait for one of my party members to shoot it down <laughs> but yeah but even early on the the bull cow whatever uh, um, if you learn that it charged and it hit a wall, you could, the only was, thing was a lot of times I'd be too far away cause I'd be spamming yeah. the spear and it's the spear wall. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to get in back in time, but Emily would be right there. And just, so you could like, or you, you couldn't hit it from the front. You'd see zero, 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 zero popping off. But then when it would break, essentially you could do that, which was. I liked how they interacted with the, like, Emily would tell the story about growing up that she used to farm, like, she'd milk them and, like, <laughs> like you just and she's terrified them. of bugs. She's got a personality. I also love how late in the game it is. She's like, wait, you can't talk? <laughs> it happens in, like, chapter freaking six. <laughs> <laughs> like, she doesn't, she just, the whole time you're just like, hi, nod, Leah. <laughs> she's like, I knew you were quiet, but what? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they did. I mean, they did a phenomenal job here. It's it's such a fun game. Um, yep. You can tell. Like I've I've read up on it. Definitely, it's had its bumps along the way. Like this was a long time coming to get a completed product in the state that it's in now. Um, but that means right now is a very good time to play it on, no matter what platform you're on. I mean, other than what I mentioned about the sound, which could have just been because I kept putting in rest mode, this is a sound game. I didn't really have any issues along the way. Um, I didn't crash at all. Not that that's indicative I of I did anything, have some but. frame issues here and there on the Switch, particularly. Um, like when things got really chaotic, if I tried to bring up a menu or something. Oh, yeah, I had that on the Switch when I played um if you bring up the um item like the, the, yeah, the, the radio menu thing, in yeah. combat it would like it's everything cool. would drop to a crawl till it opened but it was usually only the first time i did it yeah for me it was only in super hectic 
moments. Like I, I use that wheel in combat obviously to heal all the time and was fine 90% of the time, you know? I mean, at the very least, like everything would kind of come to a grinding halt. So it wasn't like your enemy was still moving. Yeah, yeah. it's not like you were singularly fucked. <laughs> I never had the game crash. It loads really fast. Like fast travel is smooth. It's um, actually fast. It's yeah. like Ghost. It's, it's like Ghost. It, I'm surprised they didn't nerf it. Same scale as Ghost, too. Same idea. <laughs> so, favorite boss. The bosses were cool. The bosses were cool. Did you have a favorite boss? I don't know if I have a single favorite boss. I really did like beating the shit out of that giant snail. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. And um, you just get increasingly OP in that fight, so that's fun. <laughs> I mean, there was a there's a good number of... I like that you have in-game trophies for this stuff. Yeah. Did you look at that? And, yeah, and there's also... Speaking of in-game, like, anything you missed story-wise, like, it's basically, like, there's an encyclopedia. Like, so you could see, like, your friends, like, who they are, like, their class. It, like, everything's in there. Yep. Did you really see your cool. stats? Did you look at your stats menu? Yeah. And how the stats has, this stats menu has 165 stats at it, and then it says, and here is a random number. <laughs> the game has humor, and I like that it has humor, but then it gets incredibly freaking dark. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes into some philosophical discussions about, like, do clones have feelings? Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't go full right. Hiratana, but it, 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 it does have that, like, all right, is AI a person? Is something someone created a life form? Like, it, it kind of goes there and does all that stuff. Meanwhile, people are committing suicide and all that stuff in the background. Um, yeah, it got, um, yeah, it got dark. But, um, no, the DLC, hopefully it comes out. Uh, it'd probably be going to PC first. Um, yeah. yeah, I had looked up earlier. As of July, they were uh, there was a new quest was coming out for PC. It like, apparently they made a promise. I guess when it came out for console, they'd release new PC content. Um, I feel like most indie devs, especially smaller ones it's easier for them just to develop on PC. So console is always going to come later. Yeah. I mean, the, the ones I've spoken to before, I think it's like a dev kit is much easier to come by with PC. There's no, like, a, I forgot the name, which one it was, but had said like they actually hired a company to port it to switch. Yeah. Like it's, it's just easier programming on PC right over to, it translates easier to then testing it right there instead of worrying about. Yeah, it usually comes down to funding too. Like a lot of times, like they'll be like, okay, we're going to make this game. It's going to be on Steam or whatever. And then if the game catches on and gets funding is when it gets ported over. I think that's like a Darkest Dungeon type of situation too, where. Plus I would imagine know, if, it, if you put it on Steam, early access and a demo, you get the feedback, but like, I would imagine, hey, Nintendo, here's a demo of our game. 
and it's like, oh, like, are you going to patch a demo? You don't patch a demo. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before. Like, if there's, like, something game-breaking, the demo doesn't really work. But, like, I would imagine, like, like on Steam, you can see on the Steam pages why they're in early access. And, like, they can fix anything like that. Like, And Steam has a great community for early oh, access. Yeah. Whereas consoles don't have that same feel or that same sense of community that same group of people who are like understand why isn't this game complete why is there problems here and they know that like you they know what they're in for and they know how valuable the feedback is yeah it's it's so weird because it's not like pc just has all so many more players necessarily it's just mm -hmm. yeah i mean you don't you just don't see but it could also be it's a process of Early access is easier on Steam. Yep, Supergiant's done all of that, not just on Steam, though. Supergiant's games, I believe they've all been, I don't know about Bastion, but they've all been in early access on PC first. Although with Hades, it was on Epic before it was on Steam. I mean, I always support betas, and I, I think early access is great because you want the feedback. Because, yeah. I mean, you don't want the game to launch with so many but like not that you don't hear about steam games launch or even epic games like pc games in general launching with bugs i feel like you hear more about like like there's no day one patches on pc because if it's in early access they've been doing it i mean yeah. granted like a game like um monster hunter on pc i'm sure there was a day one patch but yeah, I also, that's the size of the dev, too. AAA, I feel like yeah. a lot of AAA studios are afraid to do early access because they're afraid to show the game before it's complete, but then they'll release it as a mess on day one and hit you with huge patches after the fact. Indie devs are more likely to want the feedback more than they fear the, the penalty of putting out an incomplete game. Right. I mean, sometimes it backfires. Or like, Torchlight 3, for example, mm. just got review bombed on Steam. But I think there was a misconception over, like, they clearly stated this is online only right now. You cannot play single player. And yeah. people were, like, giving negative reviews, like, I have to be online, matchmaking sucks. It's like, well, they kind of said that. But, yeah, I mean, and like you said, for indie devs, it's so much easier to not that it's just oh hey steam i have a game and they're like okay but i think that i've heard that's i mean at least sony's dev kit is just i know like playstation and vita have different dev kits altogether, which is just a nightmare um i don't know how nintendo is for applying i know sony's notorious been bad about certification like after the game is on like working and like to get the certification. But um, yeah, I mean, for Indies, I mean, PC is, it's unfortunate that you don't get simultaneous launches. Like PC yeah. owners have had this game for two years now. You do get some simultaneous launches, but those are generally not new indie studios or young indie studios and they've got funding behind them either because they're being published by somebody like a focus home 
or they had a, a huge devolver. They have starter. a bigger, yeah, they have a yeah. bigger, or you'll see like a lot of like PC and Switch. Yeah. And then PlayStation set down the line, or I mean, you see a lot of PC, Xbox, or stuff like that. Yeah. So a lot of it comes down to experience and funding. I, I went to the Radical Vicious website to look what was coming, and they said, uh, water is still deadly. Did you ever knock? Sometimes when I had too many enemies, I would knock one or two into the water to get a breather. Cause they I, would I would do it a lot by accident. Oh, I definitely did it by accident. But sometimes if I tried to plan it, I would knock one away just so I can kind of get away for a second, yeah. get a breather. My early game go-to, I had one of those. Um, so you have like special moves for everything. You have a special range move. You have special melee moves. You have special block moves. You have special dodge moves. I had one where if I just held block and then held my special down, it was though it just like radiated a circle of energy and pushed everything away from you. Um, and I would use that to push stuff into water because there was a mission where you had to push dirty frobbits into water yes. to clean them off before yes. you could kill them. Um, but there was actually a point where I like I was accidentally knocking stuff. So there, remember the firefly enemy moth mm -hmm. things? Where you had to like shoot into a thing so you could shoot them at their level yeah and there was ones like laser moths that would like shoot these like big fu beams of fire it's like the end of avatar the last end of airbender like during sozin's comment <laughs> they're, they're big fu beams well those particular like green moths in the corner of the room it's like two pixels wide there's a little fire pit and i kept knocking one of them into the fire pit so it would get unstunned and start attacking again. So it was like I hadn't done anything. Yeah, they really, I mean, the combat was definitely varied. I mean, it wasn't just a button mashing. And I will say for the time I spent on Switch, and I'm gonna regret this when Moose finds out and says, told you so, I actually had hand cramping because oh, yeah. of the whole, cause you're aiming and shooting with the same hand and i felt at times what controller were you using i just play in handheld ah uh, see i had trouble playing this game in handheld so i played either on the pro controller or the sn30 plus pro that has the handles from 8-bit do yeah um, i don't i didn't even try the um other 8-bit do just because i don't i don't like that 8-bit do for games that use ZL and ZR because they're side by side versus back to forth, back to front. Um, playing with the 360 controller on PC though was definitely uh, just the way it was set up. But this was yeah. like the first game, but it's really because you aimed with the same hand. I mean, even though it was different, it just felt after a while, like, especially when you're running like a long chain, it's like, okay, I'm done. See, I didn't have problems with hand cramping in this game. The only games that really give me problems with hand cramping are really intense platforming. So, like, Celeste, I had arthritis for a week. <laughs> so. But, no, this, um, I think we we both give it a, a thumbs up. Oh, um, yeah. I was thinking about it because I, I don't know how I would have reviewed this game because the store... I don't even know how I would describe the story without spoilers because 
I don't even know what I would describe this as an action platforming RPG. Yeah, it's a puzzle platforming action adventure RPG single player set within the fictional world of a fictional MMO. And I would talk about the setup of the story. I talk about how you're an avatar, you have amnesia, um, you're playing in this world called cross world, all that stuff. I would talk about like the first couple chapters, but if I wanted to review the game as a whole, I don't think I would, I would either say warning spoilers, but since it's not a super well-known game, I would probably just talk about the way the ending made me feel rather than the details. of Right. The and I, I think as we mentioned, the the real plot doesn't get uncovered till at least 20 hours in yeah how long did how long did it take you to play this i think i was at 30 under 35 yeah i was right around 30 and i didn't do all the side quests i only did like certain like i liked doing the promises of promise side quests for that dad character stuff like that i'm about three or four hours in the switch version so i'm at like i beat apollo in the switch version pc though i've done it's actually on game pass now um it's on steam um i know i mean well they can briefly talk about it next week matt and you know, matt played on ps4 or is playing and moose i know he put the bulk of his time about 20 hours so far into uh the switch version I mean, I always, this is a big thing for me. The Switch version is great because it's the type of game you can just stop. You can save pretty much whenever. I mean, unless it's an actual story uh, beat, once you yep. pause it, like, it comes up to save it. Um, yep. And it, it's something you could pick up easily and just, I mean, I don't know if you could really mainline this. Like, I think that's. I think you'd be undergeared. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, towards the end, you'd get your ass handed to you. Yeah. <laughs> unless, you, unless, which we didn't mention, because I assume neither of us used it, the game actually has um, assist. assist mode. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mess around with that, so I don't know exactly what it feels like, but it's nice. So I tried it, I tried it on Switch. What's cool is you can limit the damage you take but you can't so you won't get your ass handed to you but you can't basically buff yourself so it's not like an assist where you're killing everything instantly you just you can so if you're struggling with combat it'll take a lot longer for them to kill you like the incoming damage will be less like the puzzles move slower um but it's not like you crank it up so like you one shot everything. Yeah, that's good. So it's kind of nice how you still get to experience it, but kind of it's almost like it just slows down the game in a sense. Yeah. Also, in terms of the game's difficulty, at least for the first half of it, so long as I found that so long as you explore thoroughly and you're opening those chests, like you can see it, but you're not sure how to get to it at first, um, the game gives mm. you sufficient gear that you don't need to worry so much about being like super under leveled or under equipped. Yeah. But the later game, you will need to be trading and buying some gear so you don't get destroyed. But for the most part, anytime I was getting my ass handed to me, it's because I was being an idiot. Like I didn't like if I hadn't caught on to 
the trick of the fight yet, or I was just trying to go into aggressive and I wasn't playing smart, or I was mad at Apollo and like just trying to smack him in the face. <laughs> oh, there was plenty of times I pulled too much because I would, I would literally miss the, my throw, hit three hedgehogs behind the target, and it's like, oh, shit's on. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, but I feel like if this is your type of game, you're not rushing, you're going to explore. Like, the game, the environment kind of just sets up for that, like. like it is as much a puzzle platformer as it is an action RPG. So you don't want to skip half the game. No. Yep, I definitely would recommend it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and the other thing is, it is very RPG. We've talked about this a lot, but it's it it has all the tropes of an RPG. Like, it's got the snow level and all that stuff that, like, people make fun of as always being in RPGs. But it, do, it doesn't, and as much as a lot of games try to emulate that SNES-era vibe, it does not feel stale. This feels fresh. It feels good. It feels... Mm -hmm. Um, as equally upbeat as it does serious, it is it, in every way possible from the genre to the mechanics to the mood of the game, it is very much a mashup and it's yeah. not a mashup that you've really seen before. No. And I, I'd like to see more from them. Yeah. Not more, more, I wouldn't, yeah. I'd like to see something, what else, what other gears they have, what they could do. Yeah. Different, but still retains a signature of the studio. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would love more of CrossCode, but I think I'd like to see a new IP. Mm -hmm. A new project of some sort. And that, like, you don't know what an indie dev's signature is until you see what they do with their second project. Right. So. Well, I mean, this has been successful, so... Good for them. I mean, long time coming. I mean, six years is a long time for an indie dev. Um, it's already have a, it already has a PC following, and I think it's sold well the, so far. What's the overall like rating of this on like Steam? Well, I will look the Steam rating. It's... Just curious to see how favorable it is. Metacritic, it's in the 80s, it looks like. Uh, Steam, very positive, uh, 8,043 reviews. I mean, it says very positive, so. Yeah. Steam reviews are weird to go by because if you don't, obviously, if, if someone doesn't review it, it doesn't come up. But, um, Recent reviews, 160, and they were they were also very positive. Good, yeah. I'm looking at Metacritic, and it's impressive. This game's like in the the low to mid 80s, which is good for an indie game, mm -hmm. or any game really. And I think I think the plus it's only 20 bucks. Is it? It's yeah, it's 20 on Steam, 28 with the soundtrack which is really good. Um, yeah, the music, the sound in this game is very good. Diverse, diverse music for all the different environments. I mean, IGN Japan gave it a 9.5. Way Too Many Games gave it a 9.5. Um, 
Rock, paper, shotgun said a truly great game you could devote 117 hours to. Jesus. I think the lowest score I see is GameSpot, which is like a 6 out of 10. Mostly it's 8 out of 10 and above. I'd be curious. I'll have to read that. Why it's a 6. I also be curious how long ago they reviewed it, like how recent that score is, because obviously this game is not what it was a year, two years, three, four years ago. I mean, I could see, like, because the sto- 20 hours is where the story really picks up, some people might have an issue with that. That is, like, that was my one critique of the story earlier, is the pacing. It might be if somebody doesn't get caught up in the game mechanics, the fact that the story ramps up 20 plus hours in also it's 20 hours for us, but it could take you longer. Um, and for sure. And I think the thing is it, it teases you early that something's amiss, that there's more than just this MMO world. Like you get that, like right after Apollo, you get that uh, memory with all the shadows where you can't really tell, like, obviously there's something, or even just on. starting the game is Shizuka. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the fact that it does take that long to build up, but I mean. I enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I really did. It. I would recommend this. Def- I will definitely. probably keep playing it for a little bit, picking at it when I feel like it, going back, doing stuff I haven't already done. Definitely. I'll probably finish it on Switch now that I finished it on PC. Yeah. It's a decent length game for this type of thing. Like I would say 30 to 40 hours, depending on who you are. Yeah, I'd say um, 50 might be the average. Really, you think that long? Uh, maybe closer to 40, 40 is probably. Yeah, because you and I were both low 30s. Yeah. I mean, there were times I completely went off the beaten path. It's like, <laughs> just kept going, going. Oh, there's a whole pack of enemies. Oh, another whole pack. Yeah, I played this a little bit faster, I think, for the purposes of this than I would have normally, but not, mm-hmm. like, let's say I finished this game in, I want to say, like, 29 hours and 30 minutes. At my normal pace, it probably would have been 35 hours. I mean, I chopped down pretty much every tree in Crossbow. Oh, I killed all the plants. Uh, all, there's no plants left. There, there are no it, plants left. I, I've ended the MMO. I've killed all vegetation. It's done. There are no plants left. There's no penguins left. There's no hedgehogs left. They're all dead. Oh, fuck those hedgehogs. Started <laughs> spinning up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Those hedgehogs are your introduction, though, to the, the quests. Like, it's like, okay, you have to go to a place where it's raining, and there's a lot of hedgehogs, and you have to kill them all. And then That's you like get your first mini boss. And I mean, it, it, it's that trope of. It's an MMO. Kill 10, return to me. Kill all these plants, return to me with data. Yep. No, it's definitely a, a, a really fun game. And we'll definitely get to hear Moose and Matt's uh, opinions next week. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they thought. The big news. Well, before we get into the big news, which will have happened when this comes out, is there anything else of note happened last week? Mm. Well, we did get the Xbox prices. 
We did. That was officially, that was which were leaked and then confirmed, which I got to give it to Microsoft. Using that meme of the the eyes was like perfect. Like so, Xbox Series S is two ninety nine. Xbox Series X is four ninety nine. With um, plans too, where you don't have to pay those costs up front. Right, and for those people who are doing the math and saying, "But you pay more money," both come with um, Game Pass Ultimate, which includes. EA Play now, yep. which is the rebranding of E. I don't. I forgot the name already. Live. Whatever EA's thing was, it wasn't EA Play. It was something else. Oh, EA Access. Access. Yes. Um, so you're getting. Um, so it's twenty five dollars a month for the S, plus uh, Game Pass Ultimate's fifteen bucks. But that's so that's folded in, or thirty-five dollars plus the fifteen. Um, I think it. I think I did the math. You save about sixty, seventy bucks over the two years. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, hey, you don't have to put down three hundred or yeah. five hundred, and you save six, and you and you save the price of a game. And when you think about it, being this year, and a lot of people not being in the financial situation they were a year ago. Right. Um, it's smart, and I would hope Sony is ready to do something similar where they avoid the upfront cost of, say, a $500 console um, if they can. Yeah, so November 10th, both come out. Um, yeah. I, did you see all the conspiracy, though, about the Xbox stuff? About, like, was it an intentional leak? Did Sony play them into a corner? All this stuff, like, my tinfoil hat... I had to take it out of storage because I read some stuff last week on like people are really bored waiting for news about these consoles because the level of conspiracy about well, all this we'll get to it but yeah. I have there's there's a conspiracy theory about the big news for Sony uh, yeah. but so November 10th we get both systems um, I think I think the S is a great value if you don't own a um a one a one in yeah, any in any version because i i was talking to jeff and he has an xbox one he doesn't feel the s is a big enough jump which i don't think it is it's not um, it's for people who don't have a one for sure and don't want to pay the full price of an x because it's not the I, primary. to be honest if i wasn't getting a ps5 and i didn't have a pc the S is because Game Pass alone is, um, it's just phenomenal. Um, yes. I'm not getting two consoles now. The thing is, I prefer console like controller games on the TV. Like as someone who has Game Pass on my PC, yes, I can hook an HDMI cord up. I, I mean, I can probably get a bigger monitor and sit further back, but I prefer. So I mean, the S is a phenomenal. Yeah, it's got me Morgan. thinking about Xbox, but my thing is, I have two hangups. So it's not a day one thing for me. PS5 is going to be my day one purchase. I'm thinking about the S, but I want to see reviews because I am a little suspicious about some of the things with the RAM and stuff and how it's going to handle some of these games, especially next gen games. 
um, when it isn't much of a step up from the one, especially thinking about multi-platform games, so not games that are being built by Xbox for Xbox platforms. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that. And then um, just in general, I would need exclusives. Game Pass isn't gonna sell me. I would need exclusives as a reason to get an Xbox and then I would also enjoy Game Pass as well. Um, so that's where I'm at because I also, I don't have, I'm not set up to play on PC. So I do miss some games, um, unfortunately. But I think I definitely, if it reviews well, it performs well, I could see myself down the road, um, especially if they pull out some good IP, some new IP from them, um, getting an S as a secondary console. Yeah, I mean, Game Pass is like a demo reel. I mean, it uh, $300 obviously sounds like a lot to you, but over the course of time, like, I mean, you'd be saving, I mean, outside the monthly cost i mean the amount of games like i i have game pass i've never played a game to completion but i've bought games i've tried on game pass yeah I also... and it's not just the demo type like like i say demo but that's obviously not even appropriate like i could play a demo on steam but it's designed to be a demo like the game pass games are the complete version there's no they strip are. down it's it's the version that if you bought it, you would get it. Like, yeah. I'm also at the point though, where my game library, if I want it, I pretty much have it. So it right. would be just future games that I would be interested in. But for right now, most of those games that I'm really excited for are either PlayStation exclusives or Nintendo exclusives that haven't been mentioned in years. Right. Um, the the one big criticism I heard, and I could be wrong if I get this, if I don't get this completely accurate, but the hard drive space, it's a terabyte and it's, there's proprietary tech behind it. So expanding may be Difficult. problematic. And someone pointed out, I mean, as someone who has a four terabyte external, I don't really have this issue, but you buy an Xbox series either one you get one terabyte that's i mean if you obviously you don't need to load all your games because you can't play all your games at once but you kind of want to load all um, as much up because you'd like variety you don't have to worry about installing a game when you want to go play it right because games even if you have a super fast internet like it takes a bit well, i mean some games are like in excess of 100 gigabytes you're not gonna if you decide Oh, I'll play this today. You, you ain't downloading that and playing it today. Like that's no. a massive. There's game. some games where like you're. It's randomly like, why did God of War just install in two minutes? But then you go in and you put something like Fall Guys took 25 minutes to download for me, right. and it's Fall right. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, hopefully, I really hope they don't have a. I don't think they'll have a Vita issue, where like you still like the 64 gigabyte card is still <laughs> over a hundred dollars, which is absurd. Um, but I hope that's not a, I mean, I don't know if you could just plug an external, but these next gen systems kind of require SSDs to optimize. So yeah, depending not... on what you're playing though. So like, let's say you're using the S for, as like a game pass machine and you're not necessarily playing all next gen games, you'd right. be fine. Like the PlayStation 5, the way they described it is 
yes, PS5 games need to go on the SSD, but you can put PS4 games on a hard drive. Right. So moving on to the PlayStation 5, yesterday, because when this goes on, is the PlayStation 5 showcase, <laughs> which if we don't have, if we don't talk about prices and dates on Monday, our next episode, I, that's I the only thing. They, the only way to loss. screw this up is if they don't. That's the only thing they can do to screw this up is if they don't do that. And I don't think they're going to do that. So, I don't yeah. Think so do now that, that Xbox is complete, is out in the wild, my guess is we're definitely the, the release date probably a week later, which was rumored because the rumored release date for the Xbox was the 10th. So, well, I've heard 17th. the 20th for PS5. So, it's the week later, but instead of the Tuesday, it's the Friday. Um, that makes sense. So yeah. yeah. So the tenth is a yeah. The tenth is, is a Tuesday. So the twentieth is a Friday. Oh okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Yep. Um, either way, I, either way, I expect a week yeah. overlap. Um, what's your final guess on prices? I'm going. I'm going four or five. I don't think they do three five. Yeah, I think it's going to be four and five, but. I also wouldn't be surprised if they do something super shady, sneaky, and it's like slightly less than that. Not a full hundred less, but like 350, 450 or something in between those ranges. Um, I mean, that would be nice for my pocket, but yeah, yeah. four or five. Um, I think four or five is most realistic. I think we get a launch lineup, which. Yeah. I mean, we already I'd, got. I would, I would bet money it's Ratchet and Clank. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Maybe Demon I Souls? I wouldn't be surprised at Demon Souls because I yeah. thought I saw a rumor last week that it was rated. People I've think seen it rated in me. multiple countries. I think it was one of the ones targeting holiday 2020. The only thing that I can say for sure is not in terms of the first party studio games we know they've already revealed. The only thing I can say for sure is not going to be a launch game is Horizon. Right. No. I think that was just showcasing what we would say. I think it'd be too soon. I think some people think, are getting their hopes up though. And I'm like, I think horizon's launching on its own. I don't think, yeah. I, I think, think horizon it's a, if it was horizon, if it was the first horizon and you want that as a system launcher, but I think the fact that it's a sequel, you're not going to see horizon launch near anything. You're not going to see the next God of war launch. And I guarantee yeah. when the next God of war comes out, nobody, no other company, unless accidental, launches a title anywhere near that, like thinking they can like, yeah. I, I just, so. It's not gonna happen. But no, Insomniac is gonna launch the PS5. Yeah. Um, we could see a few others. We're not, well, we already knew this, but we're not seeing Kina. So yeah, they got bumped. They got bumped, which is fine. Um, it's also a smaller game. It's an indie game. I'd rather they make it a quality game for their first big outing on the PS5. My big thing, and I hope, I don't know if they'll even clarify it. I'd like to unplug my hard drive, plug it right into the PS5, and... Do you have a Seagate? To... Like, is it a Sony-sanctioned hard no, drive? I have a no. Western Digital Passport. Um, Sony's been good with that. Like, it's not, I mean, if it doesn't work because it needs to be formatted... I'd be kind of, I'd be okay with that. I kind of, I, I get that. Like that's, 
that's more of a system thing like it yeah. it makes sense i that, think when it's formatted the ps5 to, would have to format to yeah like the hard drive would have to be formatted too so and to the make, problem to match is it. whenever you format that external hard drive whatever's on it gets deleted right luckily like it happened to you um my save data is not save data oh, still yeah. goes to the storage so in that case, I would just upload it. To... I would like to see cross-gen saves. Like I would like them to see them do something with saves across these two. Right. And then speaking of cross-gen, um, a lot of games are getting um, free upgrades. Um, yeah. A um, lot of games like... that are not named Control are getting free upgrades. <laughs> that was terrible. Although, I, you know what? I don't know if it's Remedy, if it's 505. I'm not one of those people who I'm not going to boycott 505 or Remedy. I don't whatever. know. But did you see that they accidentally upgraded people and yes. then reversed it? Yep. But After saying went, they couldn't do that. Now that you're saying you went from it can't work till you did it and now you're taking it back. I, I, I'd buy it if it didn't work. But the fact that you did it already and took Improved it back. Improved it worked. So these are confirmed. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yep, which um, is also, they moved the release date up with that to match the launch day of Xbox. Right. And if Sony's a week later, I mean, yep. I don't think Valhalla is going to be the system seller because if it's. No, Xbox, their big blow is when Halo got delayed. Right. Um, especially if, if PS5 is 10 days later, if you're. If you want to play Valhalla and you wanted a PS5, you're not going to be getting the Xbox to play 10, to, 10 days early. Especially since a, it plays on an Xbox One, too. Right, and it's not a multiplayer game. Like, I have to get in 10 days early. Speaking of multiplayer, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, the PS4 version will be available. The Xbox One have to buy a Series X version. Okay. So... If you buy the Xbox Series X game, you can play it on the Xbox One. If you buy the Xbox One version, you cannot play it. That's not great. No, I'm. I don't know if that's an optimization thing, because they've already. It's already come out. We know that game. Certain games will not be optimized unless you play on the act like the. Games won't be optimized on the Series S. You'll have to play it on the Series X. So apparently, if you buy the next-gen version, you get a free copy. If you buy the current-gen, you will not. Anyway. Somebody um, is worse at math than I am. <laughs> technically, controls in this list, because if you buy the Ultimate Edition, you will have. But Cyberpunk, Destiny 2, Dirt 5... Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls Online, Far Cry 6. Um, Far Cry 6 is interesting because it's so far out, but... Yeah, that's what, February next year? Yeah. Time? I mean, it makes sense because then if you if you didn't buy a PS5, um, FIFA 21, only available before FIFA 22. So it's a limited, I guess. Why? What's with all this limited crap? Uh, Hitman 3, the digital version only. Uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. 
Oh um, yeah, we got the gameplay. Oh, there was an Ubi yes. folder last week. That that was yes. new. Oh, that was the other thing. <laughs> oh um, yeah, that. We'll mention that in a second. Um, Madden only available for if you purchase before December thirty first, and then free upgrades available until March thirty first. This year's Madden was so bad though. <laughs> uh, Avengers, they already announced that, and that's actually a physical too. I remember they said no matter what version you buy. Um, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom is on this list. Okay. What? NBA, NBA 2K21, only available for the Mamba Forever Edition. So it's almost like a control issue. Yeah, there. almost. Rider, Riders Republic, which was mentioned at Ubi Forward, which is actually a steep spiritual successor. I didn't realize that at first when I heard the title. Yeah. No. Rainbow Six Siege. Watch Dogs Legion, which yep. did you see the reveal that Aiden Pierce is in yes. the game? Yep. That was so cool to reveal. That it was just one of the talking things that, and it pans up and you're like, oh shit. People were excited about like three things from that Ubi Forward, and that was one of them. Uh, Witcher 3. Yep. Um, I don't know if, the, if they mentioned if it's physical. Too. I don't know, but they're going all out with Cyberpunk. I mean, that whole studio is doing upgrades. I mean, you can't really be mad if Witcher 3 is not a free upgrade physical. I mean, how do you... The game's been out long enough that how would you even... I don't do know that? how these things work. <laughs> Yakuza Like a Dragon. Another recent um, game. And then for PS4 to 5, Dead by Daylight, um, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, and WRC 9. And then there's a bunch of uh, Xbox games. And just announced that the Gearbox panel at PAX Online, um, Borderlands 3, if you own it, you get a free upgrade for PS5 and Xbox Series S and X, which is really cool. I'm surprised they haven't said stuff about, like, Crash, you know, yet for, like, Sony. Maybe it's just not being... I think these games... My guess is these games are being optimized in some way yeah but you would think with crash releasing a month theoretically before the console that would be on the list yeah i mean i hope i mean unless it's just using every ounce of processing power the ps4 has that they can't do anything further on the ps5 so it's just like oh you can play it anyway <laughs> oh yeah ghost wasn't on the list that's not been in there yet Oh no! Ghost last people, of us. People thought Ghost was good because Sony had been tweeting out something about uh, relax, and it was uh, gin in one of the springs. Yep. I wonder if we'll get an announcement when the DLC comes out that it's a. Uh, yeah, and that's upgraded. that's within the next month or two, right? Something like that. They said fall. The, yeah, I thought it was the end of. I think September. all they said was fall. Oh, okay. I thought they gave a date. But yeah, I mean, we'll get that in two days for us now, yesterday, when this goes up. Um, I wonder if we get pre-order. I think they announced a pre-order date for Xboxes. September 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. So that's in eight days from now when we're recording. That's insane. And everything's like... (laughs) This, This whole year is ridiculous, so... It really is nuts that like we're pre we'd be pre-ordering systems that come out well, that yeah, did, soon. 
did you even see the news today? It's like, yeah, Sony is using, they've set up like extra aircraft to be moving these freaking units this yeah, for this like, holiday season. Yeah, it's like some absurd number too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did have the Ubi forward. Um, the big things were Watch Dogs Legion, Agent Aiden Pierce will be in the game. Um, and that singer, oh crap. I don't, I don't, I don't keep up with the kids. There was that guy who's doing his own music. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think he's um, British. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, what else did they show? They showed gameplay for Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, which I heard it's a trademark issue was the rename. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. I just, I did watch some of the gameplay because I'm excited for the idea of this game. I'm fine with Assassin's Creed hits Breath of the Wild, but it is very, very similar to Odyssey. One of the problems they have with Origins, with Odyssey, and now with this game, is they don't do much to even differentiate them. Like, the UI. Like, it's the same menu sounds. It's the same HUD. It's the yeah. same... So it feels like something, there's like these subliminal triggers that it's telling your brain you're playing the same damn game. Um, they showed the Scott Pilgrim thing. Oh, yeah. They showed, um, oh, shit. What does Ubisoft make? I already forgot. There was something else. Not Scott Pilgrim, but something else older. Oh, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah, the remake that everybody's shitting on. I've seen a lot of the the Halo guy, his face over Prince Destans. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't, um, it, like, the problem is they're calling it a remake, yes? But it looks more in line with what the audience generally would expect of a remaster for, like, last gen. Like, it doesn't look particularly good when you put it up against all of, like, remake mm -hmm. nowadays means Resident Evil 2 or 3, Final Fantasy 7, Spyro, Crash. These games look freaking crisp when they are remakes. This looks more like a remaster that was done at low budget. Yep. So we'll see. Um, big news for next week. Uh, we will also announce our final game club game for the year just because with next gen consoles, I don't know if we'll be wanting to jump into everything. Matt will be talking about Spelunky 2, which comes out tomorrow or two days ago when you listen to this. Um, and Moose will be getting ready for next Tuesday, which releases the 100 Tower, 100 Floor Tower in The Division 2, mm -hmm. which if you remember from last week, he said he was deleting it. <laughs> Spoilers. No, he's not. He didn't do it. But That'll do it for episode 30. Wait, before we go, predictions for the for the showcase, PS5 showcase. What oh, not just yes. not about price games. Talk games to me. I don't even want it, but the rumors are Final Fantasy. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You could stop that right now. <laughs> I'm not listening any of it because I don't even want to have hope. <laughs> I don't. Also, Square has the nasty habit of announcing games five plus years before they come out. True. 
They should have announced Final Fantasy VI. Seven remake part two would be nice, but I don't. Square's gonna announce something, and I am not committing myself to saying it's FF16. More near. Near, I don't think so because near uh, is gonna have a PAX thing on the twenty fourth. Oh right, right. Um, people, I think they are reaching, and I do not think this is gonna be happening. But like a fifteen second teaser for the next God of War, I don't think that's gonna happen. It's too early. I, they they need to save some stuff for next year. Yeah, there was something that Corey Barlog tweeted that people His thought it was a. His Twitter, it's actually fun to watch. Like, it's his range of different, um, so it didn't, see, I would have said a new, something from Mortal Kombat or from NetherRealm, but they didn't announce it at DC Fandom, and Ed Boon was on a Injustice panel, so I don't see that happening, because that would have been the place, because I mean, WB owns it. Like, it it would have made the most sense right there to do it. Um, I don't know. I'd kind of just be happy with confirmation of launch titles. Yes. Um, Which I think will be, like you said earlier, Miles Morales, Ratchet. I almost don't want any other announcement unless it's being added to the launch lineup. Yeah. I mean, other than we already got, we know we're getting Hitman in VR in January. Oh, I would like to see something about maybe PS Plus and PS Now. Something, not necessarily if they're merging, just something, because they got to do something. Yeah, do you think they'll say anything about backwards compatibility? Because that could be their inroad right there is a new combined service between those. Yeah, would be nice because, I mean, I'm always defending PS Plus I, when people complain about the games because, I mean, even if the games suck, you pay $60. If you pay $60, I've paid, personally, I've paid $90 for three years worth. So I've definitely gotten deals on it. But at 60 bucks, even if nine months of the year, the games suck, if you get three months of quality games, you're getting sixty dollars worth. Yeah. So it's, uh, but I do think that said, I do think they need to do more with it, and I think merging PS Now with it would just be. Yep, and then you can use that almost like not your Game Pass, but it could be a way to be more backwards compatible because that's what PS Now does. It has those older games in its library. Um, you need to figure out your cloud streaming. Um, they already allow you to download some games on the service. Um, I don't know how the PS5 is going to handle that. I would hope it's a pattern that continues um, where they offer both cloud streaming and downloadable titles. Yeah, I mean, people, I mean, they're straight up calling the Xbox Series S a Game Pass machine. Yep. The fact that that's happening, they need, hopefully, hopefully they're doing something. Um, it would be nice to hear more about it. Um, yep. I don't, so Microsoft, I, I don't know if it's too early to say this, but Microsoft's going to win the value war. They're, that's what they're going for, the value war. But if you look at how Sony's handling this announcement versus what Xbox did 
which was very clever following the leak. Um, assuming like, again, like I told you, there's all these conspiracies, like did Sony start the rumor about themselves announcing on the 25th anniversary and NA to pressure Xbox to say something? I've seen all that crap. Um, but the Sony's going to do a broadcast because they're going to win the exclusives, at least for the short term, if not the long term of this gen. So Xbox, value. Sony, exclusive. But I wouldn't necessarily discount Sony on the value because if they include PS Plus with, because I think when if I bought so. my PS, if I, I think when I bought my PS4, I got like three months free. If they include something, especially if they're hearing that you can get Game Pass Ultimate with the purchase, like with the all access, if they merge PS Plus and now and pre-ordering nets you a year. I mean, the fact that you have the exclusives, P plus PS Now is even older. And if you could play all your PS4 games, like if they came out and said you could play any PS4 games, these games you can find online will be optimized, but all games will work. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake that they are likely to make in the Wednesday show is that they will not talk about backwards compatibility. Whereas the biggest mistake that they're unlikely to make is not talking about price and release. Um, right. I, yeah. So I think the biggest mistake they're likely to make is not talking about backwards compatibility or services, but I would understand not talking about the services as much as like, they just need to, for me say, Hey, you can play a thousand games from PS4 on your PS5 day one. They may not all be optimized, but you can play a thousand of them. You know right. what I mean? They need to just get that out there because there's so much misinformation on the internet. Um, but I understand that they're like, in this broadcast, we're talking hardware. In this broadcast, we're talking VR. In this broadcast, they like to bucket things. I don't think they'll go into full services when they're focusing on PS5 launch information. Right. I mean, what I'd like to see is price, date, Tell me it's tell me the backwards compatibility. I mean, if if they're not clear about like will my external hard drive work, like that, fine, that can come out later. But uh, all all PS4 games will run. Only these are optimized for now. Like if they do what when Xbox Game Pass came out, like or backwards compatible. Remember they released it piecemeal, like. These games are now backwards compatible. Like maybe that's how PlayStation does it. Like these are now optimized, but they still run anyway. Um, and a big thing for me would be because they've they've said it, but not definitively. VR will work fine, like the headset. So you're good to like you don't need the new stuff. Like it'll work. I mean, worst case for me, like I I'm not getting rid of my PS4. If I want to play the VR titles, yeah, I, I don't play it enough that it's not an issue. If I want to play them, I'll just play on the PS4. That's not the uh, deal breaker, obviously, for me. But yeah, the obviously, but the price and the, <laughs> it, they can't not announce the price and the date. So I think just launch lineup and services would be a, oh, but what I was going to say before is it's Wednesday. Thursdays when the 3080, the new graphics card goes on sale. So mm -hmm. it's conveniently right in there with Undercut. a price and a date to kind yep. of sway people like, 
oh, I'm not getting a Series S, I'm getting a new graphics card. That's the card. thing. A lot of people, they're going to get nervous. If you don't talk about price and date right now, they're going to commit themselves to something else that they know the cost of. Oh, and if, um, they, buy, if they buy a new graphics card, they're not buying any. Yeah. Xbox pre-orders go live on the 22nd. They need to have their price and release date information out before that happens, or some people are going to panic buy an Xbox. Can you imagine that? Comes out, pre-orders available today. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I mean, break I, the I, internet. It would break the internet. That's probably why it's not. They're like, hey, Sony, you can't shadow drop this right now. <laughs> um, but in terms of game predictions, so I think it is likely that Square could announce something. But the whole speculation about FF sixteen comes from one of the developers liking the tweet from PlayStation announcing the broadcast. So that's super super thin. Like they didn't even retweet it. They liked it. Um, so I would say temper expectations, but I think we could see something in a smaller space from a smaller dev, an indie studio. I would love to see something like Lost Soul aside finally reappear here because that game's been too quiet for too long. It's part of the China Hero Project. It's Sony up the wazoo. Um, I would like to see something like that happen. Um, but otherwise, I don't want to hear about it if it's not launching within the next six months. You think we see the UI? I think we're going to see a lot of the buttons floating around on the screen for various interludes. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to see the UI. Um, we could see um, them announce that Last of Us 2 is optimized or free upgrade along with the factions. I think they should do that for all of their big, like, Every well, one of I, I agree, games. but Last of Us oh, 2... I think they should just have like a PlayStation Hits optimized for PS5 and do Ghost, Last of Us, Horizon, God of War, all of them. They should have that as part of the broadcast. That would be huge. But yeah, Last of Us 2 factions, still, we don't know all the info. I mean, it's a Sony exclusive. It would make yeah. sense. But I don't know how far off that game is because it got spun out into its own thing. Same with the Cyberpunk multiplayer. And we know that's years away. Yeah. Some people are like, what's next after Uncharted for Naughty Dog? Because Last of Us is all set for now. New IP question mark. So, trying to think first party studios we have not heard from for Sony. Because they could be a candidate for a game coming out of the woodwork. Well, um, what's, what's been out that's, what didn't release something this year? <laughs> Sony Santa Monica, but obviously that's got a war. There. So the Days Gone Dev, Bend. Sony Bend, maybe their next project. I'd lose my shit if Siphon Filter opened this. <laughs> I think I'm gonna lose my shit no matter what happens because I'm just I, like when they did the June show. That was just so exciting. It was so exciting. I was sweating my ass off in my living room and I didn't care because it was so exciting. Even though literally half the broadcast was just the shapes, the buttons floating around the screen. <laughs> yeah, so we should get a lot of info. 40 minutes. Yep. Well, I think that does it for episode 37, game club number six. How do we close this without Moose? Do we just we stare awkwardly?
<laughs> on the count of three, we can both do it. All right. One, one, two, three. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash PONation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids, as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Ys at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us, so we will see you on the next one. <laughs>